Hi guys, welcome back to Kiana's Corner. On this episode, I will be telling you what it was like growing up in an African-American family in a predominantly white state. Hey everyone, um, in this episode, I'm going to be asking Kiana questions that I either have or I think that some of you might have. Um, but just as a disclaimer, these questions are not meant to come off as like racist or accusatory or anything. I just think that a lot of people want to understand what it's like to grow up in a Black family. So that is why I'll be asking these questions. Um, and I think you guys are in for a treat to see how Kiana answers all of them. So starting off, Kiana, could you talk to us about how your parents met? So my parents actually went to University of Iowa. Um, my dad played college basketball there and my mom went there to study, I think political science and they met in like a library. And there's like a running joke in our family that my mom like stalked my dad like at a library. So I don't know if it's true or not. I think it's really funny. So, oh, sorry, go ahead. Uh, so basically I have five siblings. My oldest sister, Kendra, is actually my half sister. Half sister. I actually didn't find that out until I was in middle school, but honestly it didn't really change anything. Hi guys, I'm a total idiot and told you guys that I had five siblings. That is not correct. I actually have four, so just thought I would clarify. Yeah, they got married. They are actually separated now. Um, Honestly, I'm very happy that they're separated. I think it's better that uh, they're separated for our family. Very interesting. So what do they do for work? My mom is a lawyer at the University of Iowa, and she mostly handles, like, sexual assault cases um, on campus, and she's also the ADA coordinator, and I'm pretty sure it's, like, the disability, I'm not really sure, but, like, she works with a lot of people with disabilities, which is really ironic. I feel like your mom is just such a queen, because not only has she raised so many children and done it so well, but she also, like, has this badass job if I'm allowed to say that and like also works and is just a queen so yeah wait I just have to say she probably listened to this but like I'm not gonna tell her business but my mom has been through so much and she's honestly like a fantastic mom and I just love her so much so hi mom you're listening to this that's so sweet um could you tell us a little bit about your dad like what does he do um, he's a real estate agent, so, and then he also, like, um, trains a lot of people with, like, basketball to, like, help them get better, and, yeah. Sweet. So, as you were growing up, did you ever feel different for being Black and having a Black family, or were a lot of your neighbor, neighbors and friends also Black, so it, like, wasn't weird? Um, yeah, it's very different in my case, um, I don't want to sound cocky or like I'm better than anyone, but for a black family, we're very blessed of what we have. Um, I think like, again, like I thank my parents a lot because they gave us everything that we, that they never had. So we're very spoiled. Um, 
we live in a white neighborhood, so it's kind of like nothing bad has ever happened to us, thankfully. But we can tell that like a lot of neighbors don't particularly like us. Um, they give us like a lot of like stares when like we walk past their house or like yeah. But it was definitely different being black in our family. Back to like the neighbors. Um. This might be dramatic, but, like, I feel like when they stare at us, they're almost saying, like, like, why are you here? Like, you guys don't belong here. And they could be saying that, they could be not. But it honestly, like, hurts my feelings that, like, I even have to think about that comment. I think that's really interesting because you do live in, like, a predominantly white neighborhood. And I guess it sounds like you're not super close with any of your neighbors, right? Well, actually, okay, I'm not saying, like, all my neighbors are hate us, like, probably like only two that really dislike us but like a lot of them are super nice the neighbors um next to my house um they actually had a baby and like they're super nice they shovel our driveway for us when it's super snowy out they like they're like they're they're super nice like they always say hi to us and like whenever we are like getting groceries out like we'll have like a conversation so i actually like really do love my neighbors that's awesome um so then transitioning into school did you ever feel like you got treated differently than the white kids not in elementary school because I feel like I didn't really notice race in elementary school but definitely in high school I did um a lot of acquaintances would tell me that I dressed like a white girl, which it makes me so angry because, like, what do you want me to wear? Like, jeans and, like, some Jordans, which, like, if you want to wear that, go ahead and wear it. But, like, that's not, like, I think Jordans are very heavy. And, again, I have disability and my muscles are very weak. But, like, and just, like, jeans, like, I could go on around, but, like, jeans are not comfortable. So, like, it's just very hard to, like, it's just very hard. I was just going to say that sucks that they'd make a comment like that because it's like, since when are certain clothes like racialized? Yeah. There's one time I got an Apple Watch and like I was like looking at a message and this girl called me rich for it, which I was just like, why are you like, why? Because like this girl is very wealthy and she like, I'm not trying to compare, but like Actually, I'm just going to compare. She had a lot more, like, name brand stuff than I did, which is just, like, even if I did have an Apple Watch, why does it matter to you? Like, again, like, I don't know what to wear to please, like, to please anyone. Because, like, if I were, like, I'm not even going to say that, but, like, it's just so hard because, like, the clothes that I wear, I don't wear it to, like, look cute. I wear it because it's easier for me to put on and they're comfy except for example jeans are very hard for me to put on because of my disability so it's easier when I can just pull up and down my leggings because they're super stretchy yeah that's super annoying because also it's like even if you were wearing them because you wanted to not because they're necessarily easier like who's to say that you're not allowed to participate in trends or like comfy clothes yeah um did you feel like teachers ever treated you differently yeah um well, actually not teachers at all. They're actually like, I mean, I've seen other teachers treat other African-Americans wrong, wrongly, 
but not me. I remember I had this one associate, and if you guys know me, I'm obsessed with Lou Lemon, so I have, like, a lot of leggings from there, and this associate was like, how many Lou Lemon leggings do you have? And, like, I was just like, what? Like, I don't think I answered him because class was starting, but it was just very weird that he would ask that question. Especially, like, who cares? Like, why would you? Like, you wouldn't probably ask a white student that. So it's like, what are you, like, what are you doing, dude? Yeah. Um, growing up, did you have more black or white friends? Um, living in a predominantly white state, I had a lot of white friends. Um, no, I did have a lot of black acquaintances in my classes, um, but mostly like close white friends. Um, I honestly think because I had a lot of interest, like my interests were the same as white people's interests, if that makes sense. So I just felt like I got along better with um, white people. Does that sound bad? No, there's nothing wrong with like picking your friends based off of what you're interested in. I think that it's just funny because like if you asked a white girl like, oh, do you have more black or white friends? And she said white friends, like no one would ever be like, what? Why? Oh, I have more interest. So I think even the fact that you have to think about that shows that like we have a lot of bias, obviously, in our community and in the world, honestly. Um, So going off that, did you ever feel like you had to explain blackness or like black culture or things like that to any of your friends um I definitely could have but I chose not to in high school which honestly I felt like I just I just felt like now like now I'm more educated about my race and in high school like I wasn't educated about my race so like I did I just chose not to like educate them Which is totally fair because it's also not your job to have to educate them like there's so much media and like things out there that they could have gotten themselves educated about um but i think that that's important to recognize that like it's not your job to do all the teaching and i think a lot of the times in our society people just turn to their quote black friend and be like oh is this okay to say and it's like well that might be okay for like in their opinion, but that doesn't mean that it's okay, like to all people of color. And so you have to be careful about when you're using your black friend as like your only resource. I think it's important to recognize that you need to go out and do your own learning as a white person. Yeah. Um, Going off that, do you feel like there was pressure in your family to act or talk or look a certain way or like maintain a certain level of like black excellence? No, um, I noticed that, like, whenever we have, well, yes and no. So, yes, um, growing up, like, when I was in school, my mom would tell me, like, she'd tell my siblings, yes, you really, like, teachers think you're dumb because you're Black. Like, you need to show them that you're not dumb, like, she made us read and do math over the summer and which we absolutely hated but like honestly we needed it um but yeah like even today I feel like 
I don't need to like toot my own horn, but like I'm very, I take college very seriously. And I thank my mom for that because she taught me a lot of how to like stay organized and like you need to like, you don't need to prove to the teachers that you're smart, but like you just need to like show up and do like honestly like the bare minimum in my opinion. I think that's so interesting that she told you guys like you need to work extra hard because there's going to be bias against you because obviously that was never a conversation that my family had being a white family because there isn't bias against white people and so thinking about the fact that like that's something that you and your siblings had to learn at a very young age and like constantly maintain that and be thinking about like how your successes would reflect on the black community but also like if you did have a stumble or like a failure or something like how that could also reflect on the black community especially in an area where there are just not very many people of color quite frankly and also i also said no i don't know if this goes into topic but for example like it's almost like when we're in public we have to be on and we're at home we can be off so like what i mean by that like say we have like a family get together like our like our English is not correct. I mean, my English is still correct because I can't stand when people use the wrong grammar. But like, my like my my aunts and uncles and grandpa and like grandmas like don't use right like the correct English, which like I honestly don't care because like they're just like at home. So like who cares? But yeah, it's kind of sad. Like we have to be off and on at certain times. I think that's really telling of kind of what our society like expects of people and that you can't feel like you can let your guard fully down or like fully be yourself to your family unless you're at home like safe and sound. Um, was there anything when you used to go over to your white friends houses that like stood out to you? Yeah um that's like their dads are really like really in their life um they were like cut the lawn but like not cut the lawn, but like mow the grass, um, shovel snow, like fake stuff, and like my dad is not like he's there, but he's not there. That makes sense. I'm not gonna go into detail, but it's just different. Um, um, I guess another question I would have is, did you ever feel like targeted or get followed when you were out in public for being black? Okay, for me, no. For my brother, yes. Um, we shop at American Eagle, which honestly, like, I, like, like it kind of like I already know I'm gonna get comments about that. But my brother shops at American Eagle, and he was like shopping in there, like doing his own thing. And my mom noticed that uh, the white like the worker was like following him around, and basically she emailed the manager and he um yeah she emailed the manager and I think they gave us like a free gift card or something but yeah it was a long time ago but like for me um no like again like I love Lululemon and I go in there like probably like once a month and Every time I go in there, no one's following me around. I'm like, hi, how are you? Like, let us not give me anything. They don't follow me around. They don't do anything. But I think it's so nice because it's such a high-end brand. Like, 
yeah, people might think I'm going to steal stuff, but, like, I'm not going to, like, that's just not what I do, and it makes me feel really safe to go in there. Well, as someone who works there, I'm really happy to hear that, and I think that it's also interesting because to me that it's like the bare minimum is treating everyone the exact same way that when they walk into your business. And so it's kind of like, while I'm glad that you feel safe there and that that's never happened, it's also like, again, nothing special. Like that's how every place should be treating everyone. Um, going off that, did you ever grow up feeling scared of law enforcement? If you ask me that question, five years ago no if you ask me that now yes um growing up I didn't know what black lives matter meant really um I didn't understand until like probably like this 2020 summer um it's just very hard um yeah I, I don't really want to talk about that so next question um, what was the most frustrating thing a white person ever said to you? You just like a white girl. God, I just don't know how that would ever be like a thought that goes through someone's mind. They're like, yeah, I should totally say this out loud. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> um, when you were growing up, did you realize that being black meant something different? Yes, I felt really ugly. I think I even like said, I wish I was white. Um... Like, I just didn't like my skin, but like, if you like now, I absolutely love my skin color. I think that it looks so good and like orange, yellow, like anything bright. Like, I love my skin so much. I love taking care of it. But like back then, I was like, why am I like this ugly brown color? Like, it's so ugly. I wish I was white. I wish like, like, yeah. But like now, like, I take very good care of my skin. Like, I make sure it's nice and moisturized, nice and, like, clean. Like, I love taking care of my skin now. That's awesome. Um, do you often think about the fact that you're Black? Back in junior high and high school, I never saw color. But ever since... George Floyd was murdered. I always think the fact that I am black. What is the best part about being black? Again, like my skin. Like, this is so dumb, but like, I'll be like, Mom, look at this color on my skin. Doesn't it look so, like, so beautiful? And like, especially in the summer, my skin looks so, like, glowy. And like, I just, like, I just love my skin so much. Um, also, like, pet this past, um, like, summer, I learned to, like, accept myself, and I think, like, it's, like, I, I try to explain it the best I can, but, like, it makes me so happy when, like, I accomplish something so huge, and, like, I'm Black, like, do you know what I'm trying to say? Like, yeah, it's, it's kind of like what we were talking about earlier, how when you succeed, it's not only like, oh, you as a person succeeded. It's like kind of a win for the whole black community. Yeah. Yeah. And 
I think it's, I forget what the actual word for it is, but um, when people use like Obama or Oprah or like Randall from This Is Us as an example of like a really incredible person who happens to be black and that becomes like kind of the vision of like who everyone wants to grow up to be and like the fact that you can succeed, you can hold like literally the highest office in the land, you can be like the most wealthy woman in the world and be black. And like, I think that that's really cool because it's kind of showing future generations, like check this out, you know, because for so long, our systems of oppression in this country have not really allowed any kind of advancement from people of color. And so now when that is something that's happening left and right, it's just so exciting to see. And I think for you, especially like we talked about with your executive board position, your sorority, it's really cool because like you're a black girl in a sorority with probably like what one to two percent black girls and so it's like you get to be that person you know yeah like especially like um I got on the honors honors society in high school and let me just tell the short story so I was walking in like going on the stage and like walking in to like go find my seat and like the white guy thought that I wasn't like in it so like he gave me a pamphlet like a you know what I'm saying yeah so like honestly like after I sat down like why did he give me this one like I was asking my friends like did he give you one of these and they're like no like he thinks you're not in it and I like like when I walked across the stage honestly I felt super nervous but like I just felt so like like powerful because like you don't see many black people with a disability get on honor society and like when I walked out of the building, like I saw the guy and like he kind of like looked like he wanted to say like he wanted to say something, but like he chose not to. Dang. Um kind of continuing on that thread, do you feel like solidarity and pride when you see other black people like out and about? Like do you feel safer? Do you look around and be like, oh hey, there's you know, someone who I could connect with? Yeah. Um, especially, like, in the gym, I go to, like, there's not a lot of black people that work on my gym, but, like, when I see someone who does, like, I feel, like, very, like, happy that, like, I'm not the only black person here, and it just kind of, like, makes me feel like I'm not alone. I love that. Um... Okay, to kind of wrap this up, are there any Black creators or business owners that everyone should pay attention to? Yes. Okay, so the big one is my sister, Kenya's. Um, like, she has, like, a clothing shop. It's called Honeybee.shop. It basically has, like, a lot of BLM apparel, a lot of, like, trendy, like, stuff. Like, it's, it's very cool. It's honestly not expensive. I actually have a couple of things that I actually love from there. Um, yeah, her Instagram is um, honeybee.shop. Yeah, um, so you guys should go check it out. And then for like companies, there's one called Carol's Daughter. Guys, she's so beautiful, the owner. And her hair products are so wonderful. They're so wonderful. And I can't say that enough. But like they're so good. Um, there's also another one called um Camila Rose. That one's really good. And there's also called um 
I think it's called Not Your Mother something. You can Google it at Target. But there's so many that I'm missing. Um, yeah, but go check them out. And then if you live in the Iowa City um, area, there's actually a black restaurant uh, or a black-owned restaurant called Sugar Peach, which is super good. Um, we went there for my dad's birthday, and it was really good. There's also um, a coffee shop called, I think it's called Dunn Brothers. It's in North Liberty, too. Hopefully I'm saying it right. Um, yeah, you're right. Yeah. It's a, yeah, they have really good coffee. And then some YouTubers that I watch. Also, this is kind of like a tangent, but this is like really like random, but I like to watch like hygiene videos. So like better ways to take care of skin. And like at first, like I was watching like white people's hygiene things and like, yeah, it's fine to watch those, but they don't have the same skin as me. So like it's it's more practical to watch someone who has the same skin as you. So I recommend doing that. And then also the YouTubers that I watch are Devin. She has a lot of workout videos and then workout videos and hair videos. And then um, Alicia, I think I'm pronouncing her name wrong, but her videos are so good. She has like a lot of hair products and like hygiene videos and then, yeah. Love it. I would also um, give a couple of my own shout outs. This is something I've been getting more intentional about shopping from black owned brands, but jewelry, it's called Oma the label. And I have a couple pieces from there and I seriously wear them all the time, like get them wet. They don't tarnish. They're such high quality. And if you go on the website, like it's so aesthetically pleasing. The models are so gorgeous and it's just like really incredible jewelry. Um, so I highly recommend that one. And then there's this app called, I think it's Miraya. So it's spelled M-I-I-R-I-Y-A. And it's this app that basically compiles black owned businesses. So you can go on and like, let's say you're in the market for a new purse. You can sort by like fashion and then accessories and then bags. And it literally just comes up with like all the different items sold from all the different black owned brands that they like partner with. And so they have categories like fashion, hair, home decor, art, um, things like that. And it's, it's just so cool. So I think that that's a really cool way to start shopping there first when you're like, oh, I'm wanting to get, you know, this thing, check that out. Um, it's a really cool app, but that would be my recommendation. Awesome. Um, I wanted to say one more thing before we wrap it up. This is like very random, but I have a job. Um, I'm not gonna tell you guys where I work, but they're so freaking inclusive. They have like all of the ethnicities that work there. They actually hired a African American, like older man, like as their chef. Which, like, honestly, like it's just so like I love like when like you see like people with different abilities working and like it just makes me so happy and also makes my mom really happy because she's like I'm gonna email their worker and say like how happy I am that they gave you a job and like I just think that's so like like wonderful which is probably like super random but whatever no I love it um I just wanted to say as we close this episode out that I think that Kiana you being so open and like honest about these questions is 
something that's really going to impact a lot of people because a lot of these things that I was asking, I don't think many people would be comfortable asking. And I think it's really important to start to have these conversations instead of always avoiding them and just assuming that like our upbringings would have been the exact same when obviously so many things about us are different. And so I just really appreciate your honesty and just openness with us. And I think that this episode has so much that everyone can learn from. So thank you. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, Follow us at Kiana's Corners Podcast and we will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye.